Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Jalen Brown's big contract comes with even bigger expectations in Boston. But how much better are the Celtics this season versus last? We discuss. Plus, the Knicks, they retooled for a run. But will it be enough to catch the best teams in the East? And could there be a bigger plan at work in New York? Hmm. And the ESPN NBA power rankings are here, which means we need to evaluate which teams are too high. Which teams are too low? Which teams are just right? One hint, though, Nikola Jokic, he is certainly excited. I just wanted that to keep going on those beautifully hit notes, courtesy of the finals MVP. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Anders. I feel like I should be singing or doing some karaoke, but I'm, I'm going to spare everybody. The ESPN.com offseason power rankings, they are out. And these rankings, remember, they're based on where our NBA reporters think that teams are going to belong heading into next season. So let's take a look here because we want to show you the top five. It's no surprise, really, that the reigning champions, the Denver Nuggets, they lead the way at number one. The Milwaukee Bucks at two, the Boston Celtics at three, the Suns at four, and the Miami Heat at five. Now, despite Miami making an NBA Finals two or their last four years, their spot in the top five, it may be a little bit of a surprise to someone, but let's take a look. Who would take their place here? Maybe someone like the Sixers, the Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, or someone, I mean, the Kings. They feel a little low to me at number 12, despite being the number two seed out west last season, or maybe the Pelicans, right? Number 17, even though they were a top three seed in their conference before Zion Williamson was injured last year. Or might we be taking a look at a riser over here? The Spurs, should they go up at 26? The Hornets, the Trailblazers, the Washington Wizards, the Detroit Pistons? Well, let's break all of it down. Soon-to-be Hall of Famer Mark Spears is here with us, as well as our senior writer, Zach Lowe. So, Mark, let's just start out. Top of the list, what jumps out to you? Bucks? Yeah. Bucks? Why, why, why do we need to respect the Bucks right now? Why do we need to respect the, the They lost in the first MVP round of the playoffs. Without Giannis, who was hurt for most back. of the series? He didn't save him. With Chris I, Middleton coming back look, from an injury? I, that, that, that hurt my heart that they got bounced out in the first round. I, I can't give them two. You can't give them two. Now, I'm not saying they're not nice and they don't have talent, but you don't, you can, they, don't, they can't. All they right. got a new coach. Yes. Middleton had his, his worst offensive year in like seven seasons. Sure. I'm not saying they don't have a good roster, but after what happened last year, you can't put them to. Oh, all right. The Bucks too high, Mark Spears said. Zach Lowe, any issues there? Look, if there's anything that gets me riled up, it's preseason power rankings in July. <laughs> I've been throwing stuff around my house all day long. I'm angry. I'm breaking windows. The Bucks at number two. I can't believe it. I'm fine with the top five, to be honest with you. You want to flip-flop Boston, Phoenix, and Milwaukee? Punish the Bucks for another postseason flameout. 
that's fine. They've obviously got a ton of pressure on them coming into the season. They haven't always responded super duper well to pressure. I guess if I'm looking at the top five, Miami at five, it just seems like we should have taken Miami and Philadelphia and put them out of the rankings somewhere off to the side until we figure out what happens with Dame and what happens with Harden because they have lost two starters from their playoff team. Now, they'll get Tyler Hero back. He's kind of another starter. But if they don't get Damian Lillard, if somehow that falls apart for them, I'm a little worried about them holding on into that number five spot. But they did make the finals. You got to give them credit. I have no problems. I know you guys want me to be angry about power rankings in July. I just... I'm not that angry. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I mean, there's plenty of time. This is, again, what people think going into next season. But I agree. We should just have, like, a separate question mark list for whatever happens with Damian Lillard, whatever happens with James yeah, Harden. Take them it feels out. like I, we I agree with that. set them off to the side for now. So let's take a look, then, at the bottom of the list now. We're talking about the Spurs, the Hornets, the Blazers, the Wizards, the Pistons, right? They make up the bottom five of those power rankings. So, I don't know. Is there a team here, Mark, that deserves a, a little bit more love? I think it's the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I mean, Monty Williams as a coach there is a huge pickup for a group with some unbelievable young talent. Cade Cunningham, he's going to be healthy. He's going to be good. Jaden Ivey and I saw Thompson, man. Mm-hmm. He's going to be special, rookie of the year candidate. But they still have some new vets like Joe Harris, Monty Morris, Bogdanovic's back. I, I'm not saying that the Pistons are going to, like, win a championship or anything like that. But I do think that they could compete for, uh, you know, one of those playing spots. They could be interesting to watch for sure. Zach, any of the teams, uh, do you think that they can be a little bit more competitive? Do you think the fans are going to just be rooting for ping pong balls down the stretch? What are you looking at? Ping pong balls, baby. Uh, I would be surprised if Detroit competes for a play-in spot. But if you want to give them a little more love, that's fine. You can't give them any less love than being number 30 in the power rankings. And I think what they have going for them is Portland may trade Damian Lillard, trade their way down the standings. The Wizards, they may not be done trading their way down the standings. These rosters could look very different in February than they do today. But, I mean, look, we talked a couple days ago how Charlotte – If they get good health this year, we know they have good coaching. They're not as bad as people think. The Spurs were in that bottom five. They've got some good young talent even beyond Wembenyama, a really good kind of young supporting cast around him. And then you start thinking, well, if I'm moving one of those teams up, who do I have to move down? And you think Indiana, good offseason. Orlando, 500 over its last 50 games. Houston signed a bunch of veterans to help their young players. The league is really, really competitive this year. Like it, it, like the 25th, 26th best team in the league might try to be, might be a 35-win kind of team. It's a, the league's in a very good spot. And and I, he took the words out of my mouth. The parity uh, amongst the 30 teams is outstanding. Like I can't. And Zach, help me here, Malika. What what team is just trash? More than I, I, th- I think <laughs> I think all the teams trash, like you got to show up NBA, against everybody. Nobody's right, trash. Wide open. Yeah, like I mean, usually there's like one team you know you can show up and you're gonna get right. that W unless you just really lay down, right? But I, I really think that this is now time when they should be expansion. Like the the NBA is worthy of it. There is depth in terms of talent in the league, and I I think after they get this new TV deal done, it's time for Mexico City and Vegas and Seattle to step up. Step up. Well, let's take a look at some of that depth, right? Because we've talked about the bottom of the list. We've talked about the top of the list. But, Zach, is there anyone maybe meet me in the middle here who you think could come out a little too high, maybe a little too low in these initial July early, early power rankings? 
Yeah, I was a little bit struck by the Timberwolves at 16. Mm. I think the Timberwolves are going to be a little better than people think, at least in the regular season. And the Hawks at 19. And again, I understand the league is loaded. You're talking about the Kings are number 12. I think that's low for the Kings coming off what they did last year. But Atlanta's got a lot of talent to be all the way down at number 19. They have a great coach in Quinn Snyder who gets his first full year with this group. I think he's going to figure out who should play with whom. Can we get a little better chemistry between Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, who they just extended on a great deal? I kind of think the Hawks are going to be four, five, six wins better than people think this year. I'd put them a little higher. Mark? Malik, I'm going to go with what you said earlier, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I definitely think they're a top 10 team. Mike Brown is getting these guys back. So this is the second time around. Everybody's coming back. Keegan Murray is going to be better. Uh, Duarte coming off the bench was a really sneaky acquisition by the Kings. And so uh, I I think, I don't know if their wins are more than they were a season ago, but I I do think that they're going to be better and more formidable and also more confident knowing that that 17-year playoff list streak is is out of the way. They don't yeah. have to worry about that stress. Absolutely, because sometimes you have to go you have to go through it in order to be able to get to that mountaintop. You have to experience a little bit of heartbreak in the yeah. playoffs, get a taste of that. And Mike Brown even warned his team about that. Yeah. Like it was when they went up against Golden State, this is a seasoned team. Yeah. You're going to need to feel some of these things before you can get there. I think that the, the Kings at 12 is entirely too low. The Los Angeles Lakers, they were sort of in the top of the middle there. We do have some wonderful news to update you on from LeBron James this morning regarding his son, Bronny, who was rushed to the hospital after going into cardiac arrest at USC practice earlier this week. But today, LeBron posted this on social media. He said, quote, I want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers. We feel you. I'm so grateful. And this sentence is so key. Everyone is doing great. We have our family together, safe and healthy, and we feel your love. We'll have more to say when we're ready, but I just wanted to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us. Just a wonderful update there from LeBron James on his son, Bronny. Of course, we will continue to keep you updated as the story unfolds. Coming up on NBA Today, the Knicks, they have been busy this summer, but New York, they might have bigger plans to end their championship drought. We're explaining what those are coming up here. Plus, Mark, how many billions, billions with a B, were paid this offseason? So what the first world NBA will look like soon and what it means for rosters around the league moving forward. Bobby Marks is with us and with all of the talent all around the league at point guard. Who's going to score the most points next season? That's a tough question. (laughs) Good thing our experts have the answers, right, Mark? Our pick's coming up next on NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Damian Lillard wants to be in Miami in South Beach. That is far from a crime. I got another team. Yeah? Show America this logo right here. You show it to them. You show it to them right now. You see this right here? This is the Mecca. This ain't Portland. It's New York City, baby. And if you are Damian Lillard, you should call your agent Aaron Goodwin, the great Aaron Goodwin, and you should tell him to add the New York Knicks to the list of your coveted destinations. I didn't say Brooklyn. That's a borough. I said New York. He said that's a Burrow. I've never heard, I've never heard it put like that. Stephen A. not shy about the fact that he wants his Knicks to go all in, acquire Damian Lillard here after all the Knicks are coming off a season where they won their first playoff series since 2013. But Zach Mark, first let's just take a look currently. As it stands right now, this is what their roster looks like, right? The team they brought in, Dante DiVincenzo, reuniting him with his former Villanova teammates, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, headline the front court with former top 10 pick Obi Toppin now in Indiana. So Zach Lowe, do you think the Knicks took a step forward this summer? I think they probably took a slight step forward. I mean, losing Obi Toppin for a couple second-round picks hurts, but he just had no path to playing time on this team. Dante DiVincenzo fills a lot of gaps for them. Quentin Grimes will get better. They'll just get better almost by default. Continuity, youth, Josh Hart for the entire season. Philadelphia in turmoil above them. Miami with the uncertainty of the Lillard thing. I think the Knicks can go in next year feeling confident that they can carry over what they did. That unlike 2021, when they got to the playoffs and got swept by Atlanta, got mauled by Atlanta 4-1, that this is not a fluke. This is something they can carry over. But I will say, can I, can I say this something to Stephen A. Smith? Please. I don't think they should go for Damian Lillard. They have Jalen Brunson. He's an all-star point guard already. And I understand that Stephen A. had on his list of reasons they should go for Dame Lillard, that he and Brunson can fit together just fine, ignore the positional overlap. Offensively, that's true. Defensively, that's not going to work. And I just think if I have Jalen Brunson already, he was an all-star candidate last year, all-NBA candidate. I'm using my assets to get a player at a different kind of position. So, Stephen A., I think Damian Lillard as the all-in play for New York. It's blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To me, they just took a step sideways. They didn't do anything major this summer. I mean, Dante's a good pickup. Dante's a good pickup, but the continuity's there. But I'm I'm waiting for – yeah, you know, the Knicks have some really really good players, but when are they going to get that splashy player again? Right. I've, been, I've been waiting for that, and it's been years of NBA players avoiding wanting to go to the Garden. They love being there as a visiting player, and they love spending their time in New York, but I, I don't know if the New York media, and Zach, you can answer this better, like I, I think KD should have went there. Mm. I, I think it would have done wonders for him and his career and, and the spotlight in New York, but that weight of 50 years and not having won a championship, dealing with the, the back page and all that, I, I think it has scared New York from getting that marquee guy that 
is a top 15 jersey seller kind of guy and a perennial all-star. I remember a couple of years ago when Zion Williamson was talking about how much he loves playing in, a, in the garden. And he wanted to go there. A couple of folks heads <laughs> saying, huh, maybe this is the next superstar that we could eventually see in New York. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet, but there is reason for optimism, right? No matter how you look at what the Knicks have done this offseason, because take a look at their assets, right? New York has 11 first-round picks at their disposal over the next several years. They could package that up, use them to acquire even more talent, but nobody is better equipped to talk about and evaluate what a front office could do, what a season could look like than our front office insider, Bobby Mark. So, Bobby, I don't know whether or not Stephen A is going to get his wish in terms of Damian Lillard going to New York here, but how well positioned are the Knicks to acquire whatever superstar right becomes available next? I think they're as, they're as well positioned as any team out there. When you look at, you mentioned the draft picks, they can trade eight first round picks, four of their own, four that they've acquired from other teams, including that Dallas first next year. There's no players on this roster that are a max player. They've got eight players between nine and $25 million. They still have young players like Emmanuel Quickly and Quentin Grimes to use in a deal here. And I think they're waiting for the right player. Not the next all-star, but the right player. And that player, whoever that's going to be, could it be Joel Embiid a year or two from now, could be there waiting for them here. And as you know, every year there is a marquee player available. Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard this year, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert last year. And I think if you're New York, you're just kind of sitting patiently waiting for that right player. Yeah, I think what some fans would say is, well, we've been patient for a long freaking time. When is that patience going to pay off? Zach, is there a, a player that you're looking at when you look at all of New York's assets that you think, okay, it's time, New York. you got to put your chips in. Well, well, first of all, patience, they made the second round last year. They were one of eight teams left in the entire playoffs. The patience is starting to pay off. That's a real playoff run. That's a real season. And I think that's the point. Mark is right that they haven't been able to get stars to go there in the last 20 years, basically since Melo 10 years ago, because of the continued losing and dysfunction of the team. And the more you put that continued losing and dysfunction in the rearview mirror and operate like a winning team, a smart team with picks to trade. The more the stars around the league begin to notice and say, hey, that city we like, that arena we like, the team seems to be acting kind of normal now. Maybe I'd actually want to hitch my career to that team. So I think that's starting to change. As for what player, I'm not going to name players. I don't want to be unfair to the teams that they're on. I would just say for me, going back to the Lillard thing, a 33-year-old point guard who's 6'2", 6'3", to pair with my other point guard who's 6'6", six six is not the player I'm cashing in my chips for. I'm looking at a big or I'm looking at a big wing. And you can put two and two together and kind of sift around the league and see who that might be in the next six months, 18 months, whatever it is. But those are the kind of player types. If I'm putting all those chips in, those are the players I'm looking at. No, I wonder if, uh, you know, Stephen A. didn't mention James Harden, right? James Harden's available. They could use the scoring boost, right? Like, why? what about that? What do y'all think about that? Bobby? I think it's hard for New York if you're, you know, just trying to get that money there. If you're not willing to give up R.J. Barrett in a mm -hmm. deal, I think Barrett would have to be probably involved in there. I think to add the pieces, whether it be Isaiah Hartenstein or Emmanuel Quickly, uh, young players like that, I think it's just hard to get to the money to work. I think if you're New York, if you had the expiring contract, you certainly have that Evan Fournier contract 
Would you add a, an Emmanuel quickly and, and, you know, whatever another contract to get to the money work in a, in a first or a second yeah. round pick? But I think if you're Philadelphia, that's what you're looking at. You're looking yeah. at a young player picks, like Emmanuel Bobby. quickly. I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking that they yeah. can dangle them. Is, is James worth dangling the picks for? I think he is. I think if you're looking at that Milwaukee first they have and certainly that Dallas first they also have, I think the picks are worth it. I think it's just a hard to come up with a number for a player making $35 million. You'd have to get close to about 30 um, Fournier would give you a good start, but then you have to keep on adding. Hartenstein and I think quickly would be those two other players that would get you to that number. Well, we will continue to wait to see if the Knicks are going to push their chips in on that next superstar player in Stephen A., Maybe, just maybe, it'll be Damian Lillard if he expands his list. Bobby Marks, as always, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Coming up, let's stick in the Eastern Conference because will the Celtics C-Notes translate into W's this season and how much closer to a championship is Boston after a summer of spending? Interesting. Plus, how did the Suns get three superstars on one roster? Bobby Marks puts this into perspective. How much less are we going to be seeing this be about checkbooks or is it about timing? And she's the cornerstone of one of the best offenses and the top scorer in the WNBA. Arike Agumbawale will be on NBA Today coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. There's been a contingent of people that have talked about breaking you guys up, trading one of you. I couldn't imagine why you wouldn't want to have two of the best players on your team. There's not a lot of guys in NBA like JV. We've won way more games together than we've lost. We're both still very far from our prime. So I don't think nobody has seen my best yet. So God willing, I'll be able to put my best foot forward and do what I do best. You're watching NBA Today. Jalen Brown has put pen to paper on his NBA record five-year, $304 million extension. He chose to hold yesterday's news conference at MIT, the site of Juice's Bridge program, which is focused on promoting education in underrepresented minority communities. Just incredible work that Jalen Brown is doing in Boston in his community. Now, Bobby, we have been expecting this deal, right, for a while now. But now that it's actually done, what's your reaction to seeing these numbers in print? 
Yeah, I mean, the numbers are high, certainly. $304 million, the largest contract in NBA history here, but it's the system. It's the system of the salary cap growing year after year. Remember, Malik, in 2015-16, that same Jalen Brown contract was worth $130 million here. And I would certainly rather have Jalen Brown on a $304 million contract in an extension than Jalen Brown in the last year of his contract. And I think if you're Boston, with Jason Tatum up next year for 338, that's his number, you, you can trade Jalen Brown if you had to a year from now or two years from now because he's still in the prime of his career. Mm, Mark, you broke the news, and I saw you tweeting some of the details or whatever it's called now, Xing some of the details. Can you explain <laughs> maybe some of the interesting parts about these different payments? Well, the first payment will be on July 1st next year, and it's going to be $7,777,777 to celebrate his number seven and his Juice Foundation, which is spelled with a seven. Yep. But, you know, his agent, the Glushan, Jason Glushan, he messed up. It should have been July 7th. That was oh, the only thing he like. And the he great, could go back and change it, I hope. But the great uh, Jason Glushan, I mean, he I know yeah. all about. He the had details. it all today. All the way down to the last seven. Hey, but with that money, I'll take it six days earlier. I'll get over That's it. That's right. Yeah. See, I think it's all going to be fine. And <laughs> I, I should check as we say hello days, to yeah, a woman yeah. who needs no introduction, our Ramona Shelburne. Ramona, I think one of the things that we've talked about now that this deal has been signed is what is it going to look like, this partnership between Jason Tatum, between Jalen Brown for years to come? You've covered Jason Tatum as closely as any reporter in the league. Yeah. How do you see that forming? Well, look, I mean, one of the things that, that Jalen said yesterday at his press conference was – I'm really going to miss Marcus Smart. That's like my closest friend on the team, and it's not going to be the same to be on this journey without him. And so, you know, the, the Celtics did something very interesting to their team this year. Is they, they took Jason, Jason Tatum's best friend, Grant Williams, and, and, Mar- and Marcus Smart, who is, who is Jalen Brown's best friend on the team, and those two guys are gone. And generally speaking, when you have a player of this magnitude, you want them to have their guy on the team, the people that they feel comfortable with. But clearly that chemistry did not enter the either didn't enter the equation or was part of the equation of why they decided to change around this team and its construction. We'll see yeah. how it plays out in the locker room going forward. Well, there's some other things, some interesting things coming out of yesterday's media session. Head coach Joe Mazzula, he also confirmed that Derek White is going to be the starting point guard for this team. Now, White started 70 games last season, right? But the departure of Marcus Smart, as you mentioned, Ramona, it's going to leave to some role adjustments here. Zach, when you look at these new look Celtics, your first impressions are what? Yeah, it's not a surprise Derek White is going to start. To me, the question is, I think we know four starters. Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kristaps Porzingis, who's making too much money to bring him off the bench. That means one of Robert Williams and Al Horford is going to be the fifth starter. You'd probably guess Horford just because he has a lot more experience playing with centers, but we'll see. My first impression is Marcus Smart gone, Grant Williams gone. That leaves a void not only in the locker room and all that kind of stuff, but just in how this team played on the floor and their ability to switch across almost every position defensively in the sheer number of guys they had that could function as a screener, as a passer, as a point guard. And in their place is a stretch five in Kristaps Porzingis, who had a great year last year in Washington with no stakes, 
playing for nothing, playing for ping pong balls, who's also had injury issues throughout his career, and just as Robert Williamson has, just as Malcolm Brogdon has, and Al Horford ain't getting any younger. So those are four of your top seven guys that make you a little worried about injuries, and just the identity of this team I understand why they thought we keep running into the same problems on offense every year in the playoffs. We got to change something, but it's a it's one of the biggest risks I think that any team took this offseason was messing with what they had mm. to bring in a guy in Porzingis that we haven't seen do all that much on the biggest stage. Well, and that's why when you when you bring up Al Horford starting versus Robert Williams starting, the thing that I immediately think to Mark as well is just the injuries that Robert Williams he was struggling to stay on the floor in the most yeah. important time of year and that was really hard for him he talked about how much he wanted to be out there with this guys bringing in Porzingis you do bring in more of that size do you like these changes <sighs> well, I don't know well, I mean, Marcus Smart was a heart and soul of the team he was the engine and or, or as they say in Boston Marcus Smart and, <laughs> and I, he was so beloved as a player as a person that Porzingis better come with it <laughs> like he, he better be the player we've been expecting to be. He had a solid season last season, and perhaps we didn't pay much attention to it because he was in Washington. But they're going to need him to be phenomenal because that's a very big-time popular player there. But also with Joe Mazzula, I'm happy for him. He has some now, some vet assistants with him. Guys that could be future NBA head coaches soon and Charles Lee and Sam Cassell. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby, let me ask you this. The Celtics starting five, let's just say they're they're white, brown, Tatum, Porzingis, either Al Horford, Robert Williams, right? So that that is a top what? Is it a top three, a top five, a top ten? Because we know the Celtics, what, what does it all come down to? It's winning banner number 18 and that's it. I think it's top five, and I think more trending towards number five. I think certainly where Denver is and where Phoenix is, and certainly we've talked about Milwaukee, and we'll see what happens with Miami. I think Malika, for me, my concern is what their, their bench is going to look like here. And I think the X factor is going to be Malcolm Brogdon in the health. And this is where it comes with the Tatum and Brown extensions in the future. A bench that is basically filled out with first-round picks and players signed to the veteran minimum exception here. And I like their starting five, but eventually you traded Kristaps Porzingis for Marcus Smart and Grant Williams, and you lost one of your key bench players there. At the end of the day, I think we're still looking at the Boston Celtics as one of those upper echelon Eastern Conference teams. I know Miami was the team to represent the East. I still am looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, Mark, even if you have an issue with them being top two in the power rankings. And the Boston Celtics is leading the way until we see otherwise early on. But only time will tell how their their chemistry is actually going to gel on the court because we have not seen Chris Stapps Porzingis on these big stages in quite some time. Bobby, thank you so very much. Still to come on NBA Today, Jalen Brown isn't the only player, right, to get a bag full of cash this summer. We take a look at some winners, some losers. The Suns made some interesting moves this offseason. That's coming up next on NBA Today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The countdown, it is on. We are just under three hours away from free agency. Our boots on the ground in Dallas, in Milwaukee, in San Antonio. What could be the dominoes that fall first? So this is the- Somebody say apron? He's the most attractive person on the market right now. The whole league is watching Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, uh, they're still talking over there. Fine. No, 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 I want to go. go. What does that mean? Do the wind horse thing. <laughs> I'm going to spin the wheel. <laughs> Let's go, Vanna Black. <laughs> we are 10 seconds away from the onslaught. The Mavericks and Kyrie Irving have agreed to a three-year. Kyle Kuzma stays in Washington. Cam Johnson, Chris Middleton, two years, 45 million. Tremendous payday. My math is right, and it might not be there's a lot of stuff going on. Bobby, fire up the machine. Ding, ding, we ding, did ding, it. ding, ding. <laughs> you need a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> Who you got as your favorite winning the championship next year? I'm going to wait till all this is done. Uh was a good day. Uh, NBA free agency did not disappoint this summer. Teams spent a record-breaking $4.6 billion in player salaries in the first month of free agency alone. So that number came from a piece on ESPN.com by our NBA insiders, including our very own Bobby Marks. So let's start right there, Bobby. The NBA's new collective bargaining agreement went into effect earlier this month. So what kind of impact has it had on the league already? Well, I think you saw what Phoenix was able to do this offseason. Yeah. They were able to go out and do the Bradley Beal trade two weeks before this new collective bargain agreement started on July 1st. That Beal trade for Chris Paul would not have worked on July 1st. And then they made some other moves. They traded $10.3 million in cash. That would not be allowed next offseason because of the second apron. And every move Phoenix made was an eye towards the CBA and the harsh restrictions starting next offseason. And I think they had a domino effect, certainly how they filled out their bench. They were able to have players like Eric Gordon take less than what his market value was. Mm. And that, that triggered you know some other teams out there having money like Brooklyn and Atlanta. Um, not being able to go out and spend that in free agency here. So I think Phoenix is certainly um, a team that kind of, I don't want to say manipulated the system because they did everything by the book, but had an eye towards these harsh restrictions starting and were able to kind of build their, their uh, roster around Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and now Bradley Beal. Maybe at the very least gamed the system if they didn't manipulate it. But you mentioned Eric Gordon and taking less than his his market value could be. Mark, I think that when, when you and I have talked about this off yeah. camera and I'm, I'm hoping to bring some of our conversations to light here. Um, NBA vets, right? Yeah. How concerned are they that we could see them potentially squeezed out with this new collective bargaining agreement? Yeah, the, the stars of the league are getting paid. The guys in the rookie deals are getting paid, right? And then the OGs of the league are, are getting hit. Uh, Austin Rivers had some very interesting comments the other day. He said, you're either making $50 million or $2 million. Right. Uh, he called it lopsided new CBA. He called it a joke, bro. <laughs> he said the mid-level guys are signing vet minimums. And the biggest thing he said of it, he called it a scary dynamic. Mm. And so now, because of this new CBA, it's like the owners, the owners, you know, they're, they're businessmen. And they're like, look, we're going to pay the superstars and then everybody else what's left on the plate, dessert, the appetizer, some crumbs, go ahead, 
uh, veterans yeah. and reserve guys you could have what's left. Zach, what validity do you see in those concerns, if any? There's always the thought that any new change to the CBA, any hardening of the cap is going to make it difficult for the middle class because like Mark says, the stars are going to be paid like the stars and the rookie guys are going to get paid what they're dictated to by the rookie contracts and then the extensions. But we still do see a lot of guys making 15, 20, 25 million. And the reality is to be a championship team, you need guys like that, like Derek White in Boston, who we talked about last block. That's $20 million. To me, I'm most interested in looking years out. That second apron that we all joked about with the orange apron on, yeah. on free agency day, that yeah. comes with a lot of harsh, harsh rules. And the most interesting thing to me is the young teams, Oklahoma City, Houston, teams that have accumulated tons of good, interesting young players already have to start thinking three, four, five years ahead. Sure. Once they all come up for big contracts, can we pay them all? Is that even realistic anymore? What do we have to do to prepare for that scenario? So if those are the doomsday scenarios, it's a Thursday. It's a good day. I'm in a good mood. I'm going to go have a coffee after this. Bobby, let's talk about the biggest winners with this new CBA. I think Demonis Sabonis and DeJounte Murray. And before I get into them, I just want to just talk about, I know Mark had talked about the, you know, the middle class being squeezed out. Here, here's a number, 47 players with a starting salary between four and $30 million this year. That's more than last year. And I think what happened was that extensions that players signed last offseason diluted the market with free agents mm. this year that have basically have squeezed out players like, like Austin Rivers. But let me jump to, to Murray and, and Sabonis here. When you look at DeJounte Murray, the new extension rules, 140% off his number. He was able to make another $17 million this offseason. And then a player like DeMontis Sabonis in Sacramento. He signed, uh, rene renegotiated his contract for another $8.5 million this year and then was able to extend for four for 190. That's mm -hmm. a max contract. That would not have been allowed under the prior CBA. So those are two winners. Certainly second round picks are winners. $50 million in guaranteed contract. That's $13 million more from the, the prior year. Ramona, you know, I know that your Golden State is Yeah, to me is to me is the Warriors, okay? We we ended their season talking about is this the end of the big three? Do they have to break up Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and, and Draymond Green? Draymond Green is back for hundred million dollars. Nice, nice team friendly deal there, but it also pays him enough. And because they are able to trade Jordan Poole, they don't have to break up this core. They can ride those guys until the wheels fall off. If they're able to do another extension with Clay Thompson, that is in the same vein they did with Draymond Green, and now Chris Paul, he's a, he, that's a Hall of Famer right there. They got and and for for one year or for two years, whatever that ends up being, the fact that 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 number that he's going to have on their cap is cap that it's not going to go for three or four or five years is a huge win for the Warriors in their planning for the future. So much more on this new CBA on ESPN.com. You can check out the the article by Bobby Marks, by Tim Bontemps, by Kevin Pelton. Bobby, I know I've thanked you like four times for joining the show today, but for real this time, <laughs> thank you so very much. I'm just endlessly thankful for Bobby Marks. Our slam ball coverage, it continues tonight with the start of week two at Trampolines. 8 o'clock Eastern. Can we get one on, on the set? We should because it's part basketball. No, I don't want to Part football. Hurt. Hockey. Want to do it? In a cage with trampolines. Let's do it, Ramona. Do Bird. it. I'll do, do the trampoline. It. I don't know about the cage and the hockey and stuff. Coming up next on NBA Today, <laughs> one of the most dynamic scorers in the W joins our show. Three-time WNBA All-Star Arike Agumbawale is here to share what it takes to power the Dallas Wings to success. That's coming up.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Arike. Not Arike. Put some respect on it, people. Agumbawale. Little Euro. Barbecue chicken, licking fingers. That's what I see. Enrique Ogumbawale just falling out of control. Got it, Enrique Ogumbawale. Just a blur. Enrique. Come on. My goodness, she drops daggers everywhere. I'm thrilled to welcome in three-time WNBA All-Star Arike Agumbawale to NBA Today. Arike, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. Of course. Appreciate you guys for having me. Absolutely. Well, let, let's just start here. You're, you're one of the most dynamic scorers. Let's not sugarcoat anything in the entire league. But this season, with the success of Satu Sabali, with the addition of Natasha Howard, your game has really been able to open up. What facets have you been able to explore with those two on the floor with you? Uh, they just opened the floor up for me. Like you said, they're playing amazing. Obviously, Satu was an all-star starter. Natasha could have been a starter. Um, and, you know, they knock everything down. So when people have to guard them, that opens the uh, floor up a little bit for me. So we've just been playing really well together so far. The Dallas Wings are the only team to have beaten both of this season's, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, super teams. But what is it about this group that allows you all to step up on those sorts of stages and to beat not one but but two of those groups? Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't look at what that is. You know, it's just another team to us. Obviously, respectfully, they're great teams. Uh, obviously, Vegas, they've only uh, lost two games. And New York, they're a really good team. But we have a great team, too. Like I said, we have our pieces, Satu, Natasha. We got Tierra McCowan, you know, in the post. We got CD as our point guard. And then everybody else off the bench. So uh, we just worry about what we have. And we know we have what it takes to compete with anybody. And that's all we focus on. Yeah, you mentioned Satu. I mentioned her a little bit earlier. But she really is having a breakout season. Career highs right across the board for her. What is having her on the floor do? do for the wings in making a push here down the stretch. Yeah, she's a big piece in our puzzle, and uh, it's just having her healthy this year. You know, she's been able to play in every game, and having a healthy Satu is scary because she's one of the best players in the league, and she's just been killing, you know, like you said, career highs and everything. But her, you know, being 6'4", playing the wing, you know, she can shoot, she can post up. She rebounds better than, you know, any post in this league, and she just has all-around game that's been helping us so much. Natasha Howard, too, has talked about part of her identity is a little bit being underrated as a player, uh, and, and this season even she still is somehow but how do you see having a veteran like her in the locker room maybe help out a younger team a team that's on the younger side in what your goals are in making this final push yeah, well, nobody on this team has uh, won a championship other than Diamond DeShield, but she's not playing right now. And Natasha has three championships. She has a defensive player of the year, a most improved player, something like that. She has a lot of accolades, so she knows exactly what it takes to win a championship, and that's something that we didn't have. So, you know, having that vet come and give us leadership, basketball IQ, and just, you know, that championship mentality has uh, been really helpful for us. Offense is fun, but we know that defense wins championships, and we've seen you all as a group make strides on the defensive end. What can you tell us about your first-year head coach, Latricia? Turmel and what emphasis she's put on that end of the floor. 
Yeah, uh, she was, I think, L.A.'s uh, defensive special coach. So she had, you know, all their defense on lock. So we knew coming in, when she was coming in, that defense was going to be a big point for her. Obviously, she has a lot of uh, offensive threats. But, you know, she rallied us together and got us on a string with defense. And, uh, you know, our defense has helped a lot with our offense just coming in transition. And we can score, but now, you know, we're getting more stops. And that's making our leads a little bit bigger. Before before I let you go, Arike, you burst onto the national scene, right? Hitting back-to-back buzzer beaters in 2018 in the Final Four to lead Notre Dame to the national championship. I know that I I can feel the hunger that you have in the W in order to create those sorts of moments. What is that like for you? Do you feel like you are are trying to reach that peak? What is that for you? How do you reflect on it now? Um, I mean, I I just say what happens in college happened. Obviously, you know, that's that's my game. I'm kind of, you know, that type of player that's not afraid to take the big shot. But just in professional level, you know, obviously I want to try to repeat just that championship feeling because, you know, I won a national championship in college. And that's definitely the goal in the WNBA. But, you know, just staying true to how I play. I'm a a flashy type player, a player that likes to make big plays. And I just tried to carry that into the pro and just, you know, stand how I've always played my whole life. The flashy type player is what makes you so much fun to watch. Arike, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. Thank you, guys. Our next WNBA game on the ESPN family of networks is on Sunday as the Liberty face the Sparks at 4 o'clock Eastern. Our countdown crew gets it started at 3.30. To some news now out of the W, Aces guard Raquana Williams has been barred from the team after her arrest Tuesday on felony domestic violence charges involving her spouse. That's according to authorities. Now, Williams is facing a total of nine charges, five felony charges, including multiple counts of domestic battery by strangulation, coercion with the threat or use of physical force, and assault with the use of a weapon. That's all according to court documents. She also faces four misdemeanor domestic battery charges, and Williams was released without bail and is due back in court on August 2nd. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. Now to one of my favorite segments, Summer Vacation, where we check out what players are up to this offseason. Steph Curry, he jumped on the latest edition of Hot Ones to answer some hard-hitting questions while trying to eat increasingly hotter and hotter sauces. Take a listen. I'm a third quarter player, so this is the, you gotta get through this. Just gotta get through this. Mm. I just got, I'm starting to sweat now. My lips are burning, I just wanna let you know that. I see this tear dropping out of my left eye. It's very dramatic. He told a story today about a a game winning shot that he had in, in Madison Square Garden. Like somebody double teamed the post and kicked it out to him on the strong side corner. I'm like, that hasn't happened in like 12 years in the NBA. I don't remember the last time he had a double team to a strong side kick out for a butt naked open, you know, game winning three in Madison Square Garden. Those are probably the main call outs he, he likes to talk about. And the contracts. <laughs> How are we doing? Fantastic. So he stays with me for like four or five slides. And then he bumps me and I kind of like fall off balance. We're trying to get into shape in a preseason game and he's just going, you know, all out on the defensive pressure and he's like he's way bigger, way stronger than me. He's bumping me and doing all that. So after I fall, I got no option. I'm like, I'm just gonna shoot it and live with it. And I shot it from probably 30 feet and I made it. And then I act like nothing happened. So it was like the biggest uh, keep your cool kind of moment in your life because you know it's freaking COVID and you're trying to be super chill about it. But I bump it. Oh, Whoa. shoot. 
I don't know if like acknowledging the heat is a good or bad thing. Right, like, you want to yeah. block it out or you want to just say, ah, I'm here. I just want to know, I'm winning a real, real significant bet in my family right now. Oh, you are? They didn't think you'd make no, it through. they had no faith in me. Well, that was, uh, that was something. I, I like mild wings. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mild wing. But not buffalo. Buffalo. Um, all right. Let's get back on track. Uh, the question is, is Steph going to bring the heat on the court this season? He averaged over 29 points a game last year. That was fourth best among guards. So, Ramona, look into your crystal ball. Who's going to lead guards in scoring? This guards? Season? Yes. I'm going to go Trey Young. Okay. That guy always is up at the top of the scoring leaders. And I feel like, he, you know, we, we maligned him because their team didn't have the kind of success they did a couple of years ago in the playoffs. But Trey can always go off. And I like him in a whole, with a whole season of Quinn Snyder as his head coach. Zach? First of all, Steph Curry, strong performance with the hot sauces, yeah. clutch. I'm going Shea Gilgis Alexander. Last year it was Luca, Dame, Shea. Luca's got Kyrie now. Dame might get traded. Shea Gilgis Alexander is like, you think last year was a fluke? No one was really paying attention to us in OKC. Take some of this. SGA. Pool party. Yeah, <laughs> oh. baby. Jordan Pool. He's going to get all the shots he wants in Washington. And they're going to need him to score. Well, what about Luka Doncic, the guy who led all guards in scoring last year, 32 game only? Embiid had a higher average. Before we go, though, I do want to say a very, very special shout out to our camera operator, Vic. It is his last day on the show, and he has done yeah. so much to make this show special. We will.